Hello everyone and welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V, and I am a femininity embodiment expert and coach. This podcast was created to offer a safe place for women to express themselves, learn, master, and protect their feminine aura. My focus is feminine energy, but I do invite masculine energies and voices to be a part of the conversation. I mean, let's face it, masculine and feminine energies need each other. During this podcast, you will be entertained and schooled by myself and hand-picked guests. I believe it's my God's given gift to the world to show women how to operate highly in their feminine frequency. I hope you enjoy yourself here in this captivating atmosphere I've created for you and for me. Welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. Hello, films, and welcome back to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host. Rachel V. Welcome. Tonight, we are going to talk about our goals for the new year. We're going to talk about relationships. We are going to talk about the dissolve of marriages. Just a little bit of tea, a little bit of gossip, you know, because we got to keep things spicy over here, you know. I want to shout out to all of my new male listeners. Welcome. I really appreciate the follow. I appreciate um, the messages that you send and how you guys say that you can appreciate the show. You guys also like the aesthetic. Thank you. Um, so tonight, I want to talk about how femininity got started. Um, I remember I was talking to a friend and I was telling this friend, it was a male, I was telling this friend about my plans on becoming a... Uh, image consultant and this friend was so excited like was amping me up was pumping me up was gassing me up like yes that is your lane you should do that you know you have this impeccable style yada 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 going on and on and on and on right this was probably like three years ago this is before the pandemic started and um I was so excited to talk about, you know, my plans in the future and get such good feedback from, you know, my idea. I've always been like into style, fashion, um, you know, a certain aesthetic, beauty, um, high end brands, low end brands. I like I like it all. Right. Um, So that's always been like my thing, even though I've 
made a name for myself for doing hair, doing healthy hair, color, short extensions, you name it. I do it all. Um, I do have that personality where I like several different things. Like I love art. I love music. I love um, travel. I love real estate. I just like so many things. Of course, I love I love hair, I love fashion, um, you know, things that women love. But um, I am I can tap into different things. And one thing I know about myself, when I focus on that one thing, it grows, grows, grows. That's anybody. Anything that you focus on, plant a seed, it will grow. That has been one of my pullbacks is I love several different different things. That's my personality. I'm an Aquarius. I'm an artsy person. I like to help people. I am true to my sign. But I have to focus and zero in on one thing. Um, so that's been my struggle to having like these different talents and stuff. So I've been really working hard on just really feeding my soul and being able to tackle different projects without something um, lacking or taking a backseat because I want all of my things that I love to do to thrive and to do well. Um, so basically I was saying about how femininity got started. So I was talking to a friend, like I said, and I had this idea of becoming like an image consultant where I help women that may have lost their spunk or, you know, maybe have just kind of fell off and they don't know where to start with their image. And it would include like, you know, hair, makeup, fashion, you know, all of those things. But... I don't know what happened, but I wanted to start the podcast, the podcast first. And that's what I did. One thing about me, I will mention something. I will have intentions on doing it right away, but I'll slowly incorporate it into what I'm doing. And this is something I've always wanted to do. I've wanted to do this for years um, because I feel like, you know, I want to be able to feed myself with the talents and the things that I'm interested in. So the podcast started first and I'm happy that I started the podcast first because I have grown a community um, of women that really love the content that I put out, really love the information that I give that I put out. And that has given me so much fire, so much fuel to keep going. So I'm really happy. I feel like everything happens for a reason. Everything happens in its perfect timing. And I am literally manifesting all of my plans, all of my dreams, everything that I want to do, it is really coming. It's coming full circle and it's happening. So I'm so excited about that. So femininity, um, you know, that's how it started. It started from a conversation that I was having with a friend and we were talking about my style. We were talking about how different it is. 
um, how feminine it is um, and how I can really help women um, really dress apart because physical and the way you present yourself in the world today and even in even years ago before we even got here, it's always been important to express your personal style. Um, I don't know how I would be or the impact I would have if I didn't develop my personal style at a very young age. Um, I always knew what I liked. Um, I always knew that I love, I just love, I have so many different looks that I like. I like a gothic look. I like a clean look. I like a preppy look. I like um, a... um, artistic look I have so many different looks to me and I don't want to be boxed in at all um so I don't know if my style really has like a name but I just like looks I would just say that I just like looks and moving forward with femininity that is what I want to provide for my films so we're going to talk about that later on in the show but I just wanted to, you know, make sure I touched on that because I'm going to circle back to it. Um, I want to talk about trauma. Um, lately, I have been having different conversations with people that are very close to me about things that may have um, traumatized them as a child. And I got to thinking about my childhood and the things that affected me in like a way where it shows up in my adult life now. And I have to say, I don't, I think I don't really look at my trauma as a really, really bad thing, but I have it. Um, Of course, I have like someone that I talk to about it. But one of the things that um, traumatized me when I was young is lack of or having less than Uh, I had an amazing mother. Like my mother was great. It was two things that I wish I had from my mom. And that was more communication. And I wish that I had more love from her. My mother wasn't really expressive about her feelings, but I knew she loved me, you know, obviously because I was her child, but I didn't see a lot of affection from my mother. Um, Me and my sister, me and my twin sister, we got a lot of discipline. And my older sister, we was we was we saw a lot of discipline um, between her and my mom. Um, So I know that now as an adult. One of the things that I need um, due to my mom not being expressive and like emotional is as an adult, um, I need um, in relationships, I need, um, what do you call it? Like affirmations, like constant encouragement, um, things like I love you and, you know, just affection. I love affection. That's something that I need and that's something that I give. I'm a super nurturing person and, you know, I give out what I need to have back and I realized that in my relationships that that is something that I need I need to feel it I need to hear it um things like that that's just something I just didn't get from my mom or my dad 
um, not blaming them. They, they weren't bad parents, but that's just something that I didn't receive as a child. Uh, another thing when I say lack of, um, and I noticed this in like my personal, like, like self, like it's just certain things that I, um, have to have, like my mother, what we would get punished all the time because if our rooms and stuff wasn't clean, we would get like punished. And I mean like punished, like beatings, couldn't watch TV, couldn't go outside, couldn't get on the phone, you know, stuff like that. So now as an adult, I have to have everything like neat and clean and put away and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Another thing that (laughs) bothers me is it, it would be like little things. Like if we would run out of soap, and we had to, cause my mom, she was a single mom, y'all. Like, I don't even want to paint this picture. Like she wasn't a good mom. She was a really good mom. She did a lot by herself. I recognize that as being a single mom, doing everything by myself, trying to hold everything together. So shout out to my mom, even though she's not here, rest in peace, mother. I love you so much. Um, I know she's always with me. I feel her all the time. Um, But I lost my mom really young. But she would, you know, some things just didn't get done. Like we would run out of soap and we would have to kind of, wash up with like, you know, uh, dish detergent or something like that. So now as a child, now as an adult, things like running out of soap, like when the soap gets down to that little, little thing, that little bar that bothers me, my daughter will know, like I will go in all the bathrooms, like, what is this little bar? What is this doing? Like, why is this here? I always need to get like a fresh bar of soap, like, And I notice it like it kind of gives me anxiety a little bit. So I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get some soap. I got to get some soap. I got to make sure I never want to run out of anything. I always want to have more than enough. That's just my personality. I need more than enough. I have to have more than enough. I have to have a reserve. That's just the way I am. Like (laughs) in my house, we would go and have like lunch meat, but we didn't have cheese or we would have cheese. We didn't have lunch meat. Oh my gosh. So when I think about the things that kind of bother me a little bit when I'm like as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, that happened from because I was younger. Like certain things really do mold you um, into like adulthood. And although it sounds kind of like crazy, these things shape my personality. So even though I had Certain traumas, and this may not be like a big deal to you guys, but it's a big deal to me. Uh, my mother um, had a, had a sister, right? And my sister, my mom's sister, lived on Biddle Street. This is in Baltimore, right? And my auntie, shout out to my auntie, I love her dearly. My aunt lived on Biddle Street, it's like Green Mountain Biddle, right? And when my mother didn't have anybody to watch us. We had to go over to my aunt's house and my aunt, um, their house wasn't as tidy as ours. Like my mom, like I told you, neat freak. Everything was clean. Right. And my aunt, she had like a lot of kids and 
it was just they just didn't live like how we live. We lived in a um like a nice suburby area and they lived um in the city. And I remember every time I had to go over there, I would tell my mom, why do we have to go over here? Because my aunt had passed. I mean, oh my God. Pest. And um, I did not want to sleep over. I did not want to lay my stuff down. I would like literally sit in a corner and be like this, you know, like holding like my stuff. And I remember just thinking about that kind of stuff. It it really made me keep my room clean. It made me when I got older want to have certain things and have a certain amount of money and be able to really like work hard and all of those things, all of these things shaped me as a young adult. And my mother was an amazing mother, but she really, she literally had no help, like none. And then it would be like stuff like we would have like the basics so I'm grateful that we had the basics. Not one time did our gas and electric get cut off. Not we always had lights. We always had food. Now it may not have been the food that we wanted, but we always had the basics. Um, I had a room. We had a TV. We had a phone. None of these things was ever shut off. Um, but it was things that I wanted as a child that I didn't get. Like my other friends had like the latest shoes and they had like the nicest sneakers but my mother she just was not into that like she would forget to buy us socks she would forget to buy us like you know new dresses like sometimes the dresses would be too short or too tight or too something and we would have to go to school like this so we had to make do with what we had so as a young preteen um, you know, going to middle school, I remember as a child, um, me and my sister got picked on so damn bad. I mean, like so bad, guys, like we got picked on so bad. And I remember it wasn't because we was always popular. Um, we were always like cute little girls, but we, you know, we had to wear like what we had and it might've been like a hot water pair of jeans or something that just wasn't in style. Cause my mother just was not paying attention to those type of things. She was paying attention to getting the bills paid and keeping a roof over our head and keeping our stomachs full and, you know, making sure that we had the basics and, I remember, you know, her being very tired when she got off work. So we didn't have a lot of conversation. I remember her sleeping a lot, you know. So these are things that I try to make sure that I'm present for my two kids. Like when my kids want to know something. They want to ask me something. I don't care how tired I am. I have to be present for them because I just remember how that felt. Like me wanting to come home and like talk to my mom. And I missed her all day and she's somewhere sleeping. Another thing, like, you know, the trauma that I endured when I was in middle school, um, you know, from like peers and stuff like that, like picking and, you know, you know, saying little things because kids can be really, really cruel. They can be really cruel. They can be really mean. And I just remember saying like to myself, I can't 
wait until I can get a job. I cannot wait until I can get a job. Like I want a job. I want to work. I want to work now. I want to make my own money. I want to help my mother out. I want a damn job. I remember. I, I, I remember it. So when I was in middle school, um, because of all of the picking, because of all of the, you know, you know, just the mean kids. I remember me and Robin being very like um, defensive and like basically we wasn't letting nobody mess with us. Like we we really wasn't like if you wanted to smoke, we was going to definitely give you the smoke. Um, and because like when you're younger, you just don't be caring. And I had the kind of mother that like don't let nobody put your hand, don't let nobody um, put their hands on you because when you get home, I'm gonna put my hands on you. So basically those are the kind of kids we were like we got picked on and we wasn't with it like if you you know if you did it to a point where it was like hands put on you was getting hands put on you back um so (laughs) I can laugh about it now because it's like funny but I can appreciate all of those things that I went through as a young child because as soon as I was able to get a job, oh, baby, I got a job. I got a job immediately. My first, I remember my first job was on uh, McCullough and it was on North Avenue. And my friend told me about um, this fast food restaurant that had just opened up. At the time, it was, it, nobody knew about it. It was just opening and they were looking for um, people that wanted to work. I remember I was 14. I lied about how old I was. I was supposed to be 15 to work. Um, anyway, I was 14 and the manager was like, he peeped my ID at the time. He was like, all right, I'm just going to let you work. You can't work on a ca- cash register, but you can make some burgers. So I worked at Checkers. I did that all summer. And I remember I worked so many hours. I would catch the bus to get to work. And I worked so many hours. I remember my check being like 400 and something dollars every two weeks, something like that. And I would go and buy my little shoes and have all of my little stuff. So when I started working, I was like, you know what? This is cool. I like this, you know, whatever. And so when I that was when I was in like middle school, when I got to high school, um, that's when I started like doing hair. And I remember I did not see the light of day. I got addicted to making my own money. So quickly that I just been working ever since (laughs) Um, working ever since providing for myself, uh, making sure that I had the things that I love and I like, you know, so I was able to afford um, the things that I really, really liked, which was clothes. (laughs) I like clothes. I like pocketbooks. I like shoes. I liked coats. I like everything. So I was I wasn't playing at a young age. I really um, I really got myself together as far as, um, you know, having the things that I wanted. So I didn't even bother my mother about getting anything, wanting anything, because I provided those things for myself at a very, very young age. And that is a skill that I have taught my daughter to do. And it's a skill that I taught my son to do. I feel like if I didn't go through those things, if I didn't have like lack, if I wasn't um, operating from lack, I wouldn't be as driven as I am now. 
Now I'm going to always figure it out. I'm going to always come up with something new. I'm going to always want to do something regardless of the situation I'm in. Like if I'm, you know, if I decide to get married again or, you know, just anything in the future, I am always going to have me. Like I'm always going to have something to fall back on. And I feel like that's where a lot of us go wrong when it comes to maybe raising kids um, and also in our relationships with our partners. Hear me out. Um, I am not going to spoil my children. I'm going to give them the basics, but I'm going to give them things that I wanted to have when I was younger, but not too much. Um, my daughter, um, I made sure that she was beautiful when she came outside. I made sure she always had her hair done, things like that. But I didn't give, 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 give to her because then I would have tainted her idea of working hard because nothing in this world is, is for free. I didn't want a lazy child. I didn't, I don't want lazy kids. I want one day for my kids to be self-sufficient and be able to, operate in this world independently without their mom. I lost my mom very young. So it was a lot of things that I was, um, I don't want to say deprived of because everything happens for a reason. If I didn't lose my mother at that young age, again, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. Um, I really had to figure a lot of things out, but I'm beyond grateful um, to the life that God provided for me. My son, same thing. He'd be badgering me, asking me for this, asking me for that. And I don't give him everything that he wants because I don't want to develop a boy or man that is reliant on his mom or reliant on a person. I want him to get out here and get it. I want him to go and get it because that's the only way we're going to survive is if you go get it and you make your opportunities and you figure it out. Um. In relationships, uh, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine this evening and we were talking about being self-sufficient. And I was telling her how with clients and what I've seen over the years, when my clients get married, as soon as they get married, they fall off. And I literally have seen this with almost every client that has been has gotten married. And the problem I see with that is you can't fall off. You have to have something for yourself. I see clients, they stop working out. They stop being concerned with their looks. They stop worrying about getting their hair done. They stop getting their nails done. Men don't do that, though. Um, I notice about men They will continue to groom themselves. They will continue to do all of these things to keep themselves up. And I just want women to learn, even if you're in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship, I'm going to be direct is I don't know what, but you have to keep yourself marketable. Even when you get into a relationship, you cannot relax. You can't skip the gym. You can't start eating whatever. You can't be comfortable. You have to keep yourself marketable. You have to keep yourself attractive. When you're in relationships, 
getting comfortable, we don't want our men to get comfortable. We want our man to continue to date us, take us out, um, you know, show us a good time. You know, even when it comes to sex, like whatever you did to get me, (laughs) I expect to still get those things. And I feel like we we get comfortable as women and men do get comfortable too. Um, we get comfortable as women and we wonder why our men step out. It's a problem. It's not right, but it, it happens. Men are very visual. They want to look at you and say, that is me, you know. They want to look at you and be attracted to you. I mean, let's face it. We have social media. We have so many overstimulating images and videos. Sometimes I'm like, shit. (laughs) I look at people and be like, damn, she look good, you know? So keeping yourself up, making sure that your physical appearance is on point. Like even your just your basic needs, like getting your hair done is a must. Taking care of your skin. Like we can't cover our skin up with makeup. We can't, you know, cover our bodies up with big clothes. We have to keep ourselves together. You just cannot fall off. Like when you're in a relationship, you can't fall off. And when you're out of a relationship, you can't fall off. You have to keep yourself marketable. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, since I've been divorced, separated, I'll say, um, I noticed that I've only gotten approached by younger men, right? When I was younger, um, older guys will always try to talk to me. That's what I was attracted to. I just like a more mature male, right? Now that I'm older, I noticed that I only attract People that well, males that are younger than me. I don't have a problem with it. I actually like it. Um, I feel like we have more in common because I'm a young, vibrant woman. Um, I think I have more in common with a younger male versus someone older than me because men fall off too. Um, they get stuck in a mindset that's not um, progressive. And they 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 don't dream anymore. It's like having like ideas and coming up with new ideas and staying fresh and the mindset of staying fresh. I love that. That's what I'm attracted to. I'm attracted to conversation, business, you know, what we doing, you know, that kind of stuff. I love I love that. Um, And I feel like just the older men that tried to talk to me. You know, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't clicking. It just, it just wasn't. Um, So I'm saying that to say the men too, they have to stay marketable. You have to continue to want to learn and find out what the new trends are. Find Read a book. Like that was one of the problems in my um, past marriage is I felt like the conversation was getting, the windows was getting smaller and smaller and smaller we didn't have anything in common we didn't have anything to talk about I wasn't interested in the conversation you know it just it just wasn't stimulating and that is what I need 
I need a mind that is smart, that is great. Um, we can bounce ideas, things like that. Um, that is what I need in a relationship. Um, I need to feel like I am learning. Um, I, I, I just, that's just what I need. I just, I'm just love to learn new things, discover new things. Um, complacent, I, I guess I just can't do. Um, so, you know, with that being said, it's just like, we have to keep ourselves together, ladies. Sa- same thing with men, like everything is constantly evolving. Things are constantly changing. It's okay to learn different things. It's okay to want to explore. And I feel like that just doesn't happen. It hasn't been happening. And if you find yourself in a situation where someone has stepped out on you or if your partner um, is asking and requiring things of you, um, be open to that. Be open to suggestions. You know, be open to someone saying, being honest, saying what they like. Um, I was watching something on Instagram and this guy was saying like, he was talking about like lace fronts and wigs and lashes and this and that. And he was like, we don't like that. And it was like the birthday makeup. He was saying something about the birthday makeup. And um, he was like, we don't meet. We as men don't like that. Who are you guys dressing for? And I say this all the time. Less is so much better. Less is really more like the butterfly lashes that we see. The aggressive edges on these lace fronts that we see the different colors I mean it wears me thin I'm not even gonna lie to you guys I just be wanting to see a natural face um with a little bit of makeup a little bit of lip gloss you know um just something a little bit more appealing but I just be feeling like who are we dressing for who are we attracting like it's just it's just it's not working out um what else? So let's talk about a little bit of this, this gossip. I saw the other day that um, Diddy is Diddy has had a baby, right? And I looked the girl up. She is absolutely stunning. She kind of reminds me of Cassie. Um, Diddy definitely has a type. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I saw... Um, some tweets and I saw some memes about young Miami and let's be clear. Um, the relationship between Diddy and young Miami is beneficial to both of them. I think that Diddy definitely does have a type. I think that he definitely does care about young Miami because, you know, she is definitely making her money. Um, Diddy is a certain kind of person. Um, he has a certain kind of style in all of his relationships. Um, you know, history repeats itself. That's just the way he is. Um, I think young Miami, um, I think she's done a a great job of elevating herself and using this relationship to expose her in a way where she can make even more um, money. Uh, 
Diddy is always going to be Diddy. Um, he's always going to have a multiple of women that he entertains and, you know, does what he wants to do. And I feel like no one can change a person. I think that people are who they are. And if that's what that young lady wants to accept for this age that she's in, I don't think that she's going to continue to accept his behavior. Um, I think that's just something that she can do for right now. But when she gets about 30, she's going to start looking like Cassie did and and say to herself, I got to figure this out because this 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 isn't. This isn't serving me. TJ Holmes <laughs> and his co-star Amy. I know you guys have seen that. Um, really interesting, though. Um, they both was let go of their um, newscaster um, positions. Um, I didn't think that was necessary. Um, I think whatever they did in their private lives was their private lives. Um, I can see it being a distraction for the network. Maybe that's why they let them go. But um, reading on like um, some of the backstory of TJ, it seems like he has been a known cheater. He's always seeking um, different relationships for different women by different women. Um, That's just who he was. Um, When I looked at his wife, very gorgeous woman. I will say she didn't look like the women that he went after or had little side relationships with. And it got me thinking, men will marry someone that is comfortable. I wonder why, though. Men will really settle for a marriage that is just blah. They won't be really attracted to their wives. They will... um not be satisfied in the bedroom by their wives and then go and mess with somebody else. Um, I don't know if they married when they were young or they met each other at a young age, but I am not going to settle for anything at this big age that I'm in. And I don't want you femmes to do that either. And I don't want the guys to do that either. I feel like just being honest and saying what you want up the up being upfront um, in this relationship and you decide to marry someone. Tell the woman what you want. Tell the woman how you want her to look. Tell her how you, you know, what you're attracted to, what you like, what you like in the bedroom. I mean, it, it would just save people so much trouble. The same thing with um uh Derek Jackson, like Homeboy really just left his wife. Um, Derek, I've seen, I don't know if you guys know who Derek is, but um, he's a relationship guru. I remember when, um, maybe a couple years ago, when I first separated, I would follow him on Instagram and listen to all of his his memes and his um, videos, his reels and stuff. And he would be saying some really good stuff until I realized Homeboy is a narcissist. Um, he's a manipulator. <laughs> he got a lot going on. He like he likes women. <laughs> and um his wife is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I don't know if her elevator goes all the way to the top, I'm not sure. Um, but from me observing her and listening to her talk, 
Um, she was using like um, religion and God and saying these things. If you go on her page, you can kind of see it and you'll see what I'm talking about. She was kind of like really going off on people that was doubting her marriage and doubting her relationship and saying, I hope God makes you a widow and this and that and that. And, this. and I was just like, oh my God, this lady. I feel really bad for her. I feel really bad for what she's going through. And from my understanding and my research, it seems like they have gotten married when they was in high school. And, you know, he just wasn't honest with her about what he wanted and about about what he was attracted to. Because the person that he's with now, homegirl, is. Mm, let's say she's colorful. <laughs> she's colorful. Um, he seems like he's having a good time with her. I'll say that. Um, but I just think like in relationships, we have to be honest about what we want up front about what we want and what we need, um, and what our needs are. Um, I think for sure, every person that wants to be in a relationship <laughs> You got to stay marketable, not just the women, the men too. Um, I remember talking to a friend of mine and we were trying to hook um, one of our friends up with somebody and he was kind of overweight and um, he ate a lot of junk food and stuff. And I would tell him like, you really have to get that under control. So it goes both ways. It's not just a one way street. Men, you have to stay marketable. And women, you have to stay marketable. And women, we have to listen to what our, you know, partners are saying. And the same thing for men. We have to listen to what our partners are saying. So I want to thank you guys for continuing to be a part of uh, the femininity community. I have so many things in store for the new year. I am so excited about the new year and what is coming for the new year. So remember I said in the beginning, we were talking about femininity and what, um, how it started and all of that. So now ladies, you are able to book a session with me. I am doing um, um, a complimentary, um, complimentary calls um, so that you can book those now. The link is in my bio. Uh, it's a 15 minute call. So if you want to do like a discovery call with me where I go over what your needs, what your wants are, how we can prepare you for 2023, you want a new look, new hairstyle, what makeup to use, even down to diet. Um, you can now book those calls with me. I'm so excited. This is something I've been wanting to do for three years. I have been wanting to do this type of work for three years and now it is finally here. I am ready. I had to prepare. I wanted everything to be right. So now you ladies ask me, Rachel, what are you wearing? Rachel, how your hair? What, how are you doing your hair, your makeup, your face, your skin, your all that? Now you can book a call. 
and we can figure out what your needs are and how I can coach you and help you in that process. Because FEMS in 2023 is time to level all the way up so we can get everything we want out of this lifetime. Thank you so much for being here, Fems. It is a late, you guys know I record late. Thank you for being patient with me. I haven't been pumping out the episodes as much as I like to, but I am going to do better. <laughs> I have a lot going on. I have a lot that I've accomplished in this year. I have to say this year has been a blessing. This year has been an eye opener. I am super excited to come into 2023 because I have so many things in store, planned. I cannot wait. But thank you so much for being here. If you guys love this episode, this podcast, please share it with a friend. Please make sure you subscribe. Please make sure you tell somebody, tell another film, then tell that film, then tell other them for them to come along and be a part of the community. Again, thank you so much for being here and good night.